This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. This is Dick Beardsley, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hey, today we're checking in with Nick Linder once again. It's been a while since we had Nick on the show. Nick, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Hey, how's it going? It's great to be back. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to hop on here and chat. Well, let's talk a little bit about your experiences last week since we ran into each other at the Aglow Conference uh, here in Bemidji. And for those who aren't aware what Aglow is, it's the Association of Great Lakes Outdoor Writers, which is really um, maybe an outdated term because it's basically it's media of all sorts. Right, Nick? Yeah, you know, I, I haven't really been involved with that organization. Um, so this was kind of my first exposure. And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily call it writers per se, but more just people doing, it seemed like people were doing everything. There were definitely a fair share of writers there, but there were, uh, you know, some tourism folks who are interested in multimedia and there were people who owned, you know, different like moderate sized websites and stuff like that. So it was all, it was all kinds of, all kinds of people. Bottom line is we had 150 to 200 uh, media folks in the Bemidji area getting firsthand look and feel and experience of the Bemidji area, which is obviously something that that you want. That's why you you bring conferences like that in. You were there. You were doing some stuff. Uh, How was your week in Bemidji? Yeah, it was good. So basically, um, the folks over at Northland basically reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to come and attend this and uh, take some people out on some of like the on the water media day type deals. Uh, so I ended up fishing with a handful of folks um, on Thursday, I believe it was. And yeah, it was uh it was a fun time. It was kind of a neat, neat uh, deal for meeting a lot of different people. And, you know, it's, I think it ends up being really good exposure for Bemidji just based on the fact that a lot of the content that comes out of that um, convention will have you know, some level of Bemidji mention. Where uh, where did you fish while you were here? Uh, so I fished uh, Lake Bemidji, actually, just because uh, we were staying at the hotel right there, and uh, it was easy to go out there logistically with, you know, kind of taking people in and out. And, yeah, no, that was, so that was my, uh, that was my first time in Bemidji. I'd, I'd only ever been on it one other time before that, actually out with the Petersons. Um, the, 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 the youngest Petersons, I should say. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that was my first time really fishing it and looking around. And yeah, I mean, there's an incredible amount of perch out there as far as forage and, um, and, you know, some good, some good walleyes in there as well. So yeah, it was kind of cool going to a lake that I haven't explored. So. I think that's the the really you know interesting thing about living in the areas in which we live, Nick, is that you know to us Bemidji Lake Bemidji that's the lake you go to a lot and Leech and Cass and yet you yeah. know the Brainerd Lakes area you got a million lakes that you go to a lot and you think everybody goes to all these lakes but it's it's kind of hard to to get to all of them. There's too many of them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it, yeah, no, it's uh, I mean, so for me, I lived down in Brainerd and. To get to Lake Bemidji, you know, I would have to drive past, well, first of all, the local lakes we have in our area, you know, Gull and Pelican are both fishing really good this year, and then Whitefish is awesome, and then, you know, you keep heading north, and you got Leech Lake, you got to drive right past Leech Lake, and then you got to, you know, go past Winnie, 
And, you know, by the time you get to Bemidji, you passed a bunch of great lakes, and, <laughs> you know. And then sometimes, like, if you're going to go that far, sometimes you're traveling north, you know. So, um, you know, whether it's to Red Lake, Lake of the Woods, et cetera. So, yeah, so for me, just logistically, um, it doesn't always make the most sense to, to fish some of those lakes. Um, but but they're really good. So that's what I was kind of excited about was because, uh, you know, for – like I have no idea if Bemidji's on an upswing or a downswing as far as like the cyclical populations um, of the walleyes in there, but like you know, it, like it's definitely going to be better than than back home where I live. Just kind of as a rule, um, the fishing tends to walleye fishing is a lot better in the Bemidji area than it is down by Brainerd. Um, what were they biting on for you? Uh, well, let's see. We got a couple on drop shots. Uh, we got one on, uh, Pitchin' Puppet, one on Northland's New Baits, um, and then we got some rigging, uh, and then, God, what else? I feel like we, oh, and just, like, like, jigs and stuff, too, so. Um, what have you been fishing for, and what have you been catching down in your neck of the woods? Uh, mostly walleye for the most part right now around, uh, the Brainerd area, so some of those lakes that I mentioned right now, are uh, some of the men- uh, lakes that I mentioned before are fishing really good right now. Um, so, you know, some of these stocked walleye lakes have been good. I know, you know, the bite on Mille Lacs is starting to pick up too for, for different types of deals. So I'll probably get out there soon. But we've had a lot of, uh, like, local walleye league tournaments um, on some of those stocked fisheries around the Brainerd Lakes area. So, that's where I've been kind of focusing more of my attention recently as far as, you know, just fishing and also content creation. Uh, I know that you, you're out and about uh, doing video quite a bit. What, what, uh, has been, what have you been doing in, in that regard? Uh, so right now I feel like, uh, you know, just as far as going out with different folks. So I, I'm kind of, I'm lucky that I get to go create content and hop in the boat with some really good anglers, you know, whether that's Brian Brosdahl or uh, Brad Hawthorne, Joel Nelson, Will Poppenfuss, all those folks, um, particularly the ones that are associated with Northland. Um, So right now, you know, it's kind of like a true transition window into fall. So, um, the last couple of weeks, I guess maybe the last couple of weeks have been the transition period. Now we're kind of like squarely getting into fall right now. Um, and so this time of year, it can just be really good for, um, like reaction baits. So, uh, glide baits specifically like the puppet minnow. Um, and then we've been doing a lot of fishing with the, uh, Northland's new pitch and puppet kind of going through the rounds with that bait. And those types of baits can be really good this time of year. Um, I would also say, because uh, there's going to be different groups of fish in the lake. There's going to be fish out deeper, and then there's going to be fish shallower. So, like, those types of baits are really good for those uh, deeper fish, but then up shallow. Uh, ripping jigs with plastics can be really effective, too. So you're basically using a similar presentation to uh, target fish that are in different areas. So... Like a, I would say like a quarter ounce jig or uh, even like a three eighth ounce jig, um, it, depending on the size of your plastic. But you know, like usually my mainstay is going to be like a quarter ounce jig uh, with a straight tail plastic. So, um, 
How electronically friendly are you? Uh, quite friendly. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so you got oh, it yeah. all? Uh, well, it all is, is somewhat relative. There's always more <laughs> that you want to get or use or play with. and But, you know, of course, uh, money is a, a little bit of a limiting factor with some of that stuff. But, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I have uh, live scope on my boat and side imaging and 2D sonar and mapping. Uh, I guess I don't have 360 on my boat. I've used that a lot. Um, and then there's some other little toys to play with as well that I don't necessarily have yet. Um, what, what's your, the favorite thing you've been using lately? Uh, well, so I would say like a really super deadly one-two punch that's like really efficient um, as far as using your electronics to find and catch fish would be running through areas that you would deem to be walleye holding areas, whether it's like a weed line or a point or an inside corner or a hump um, or, you know, just like a a flat that you think the fish are going to scoot up on this time of year. Um, And basically just like running through with side imaging or whatever side scanning technology you have um, and just basically using that to cover water and cover large swaths of area quickly. Um, So basically you can use that tech to scan, you know, at a few, a few mile an hour and see how many marks you can see in the area and fish are constantly moving. So, you know, maybe you see a little pot of fish here. Um, and then, you know, maybe you finish scanning the break there. They might not be exactly where, where you found them originally. Um, but they're going to be in that general area. And then from there, uh, you know, if you do have forward facing sonar, you can, put the trolling motor down, put the transducer down and get really very accurate at like where exactly the fish are to make good casts on them. Um, but that being said, if you don't have forward facing sonar, you know, using side imaging to find the fish and then instantly turning around, putting a waypoint on those fish and casting fan casting in that general area will definitely get you in front of a lot of fish. If you have the option, what are you fishing for? Uh, as far as species, yeah. What's what? What's your go-to? Man, so I uh, I really do like fishing a lot of a lot of things. Um, that said, uh, yeah, that's hard because fall is really good. Uh, fall can just be stupidly fun time of year for smallmouth <laughs> bass. Yeah, um, and you can use big baits. You can use you know swim baits, a rigs, drop shots, whatever you want to use. Um, and you can catch some big giant bass. And also, like, in my opinion, this is totally the time of year to go chase muskies. Um, oh, yeah. In particular, I mean, maybe we're even a little, if you're talking about the very most awesome time to chase them, we might even be a little bit early yet. Uh, but, you know, as you get into fall and those fish start to get really chunky, um, to me, like, you know, this is a really awesome time to catch a giant uh fall musky uh but that being said like uh, more often than not i'm probably chasing walleyes um just because it just seems like these last few years i've really really enjoyed walleyes and enjoyed uh just sort of the challenge of catching them um so you know if you see if you find a school of smallmouth bass like you're almost certainly gonna pick some fish out of there um and with walleyes you know 
you roll up at the wrong time, there could be a bunch of fish there and you could struggle to catch any of them. So just kind of the challenge of uh, figuring out the right recipe of uh, how to get them in the boat. And, you know, it's sort of like a cat and mouse game of, you know, going ultra, ultra, ultra finesse, you know, to get them to bite, or maybe it's bigger, faster and reaction bites. And, you know, that's kind of what I've really enjoyed. Uh, especially locally here on our on our lakes where they're ultra ultra clear um, and ultra pressured, um, so it it can be difficult to catch the walleyes at times. But I think that's what's sort of fun about it. Much more to come with Nick Linder next, including a fast five. Hi, this is Scott Mockington. You're listening to Paul Bunyan Country because if you were watching, your eyes would hurt. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. This is Mandy Yurk, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Nick Linder is my guest today, and Nick, so bass fishing is like playing dodgeball. Very physical, very boom, 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 big. Walleyes like playing chess. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's definitely true. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's what I, that's what I sort of enjoy. So I like uh, just playing with different things, you know, whether it's like, using five pound test, four pound test or something crazy like that, or using, you know, maybe rigging with a 12 foot leader or something as opposed to like a three foot leader, um, or, you know, using bobbers to present things in certain ways, uh, that you wouldn't otherwise do. Uh, but that is one thing. So, uh, you know, walleye fishing, it's very challenging. Uh, and you got to pull out a lot of rabbits out of your hat sometimes to catch a number of fish, uh, but on the other hand, like the bass fishing world is substantially larger um, and there's a lot more technology and experimentation happening in that world. Um, and there's a lot more high-end competition and uh, there's more of a, a, a race to uh, kind of, uh, I don't know, improve in, in the bass world just based on the competition and the money that's in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as, you know, if you are going to go and chase walleyes, and try and kind of do things that maybe set you apart and try different things. Uh, I would definitely say paying attention to what bass anglers are doing, especially on the finesse fishing side, um, can be a really good way to learn some new tactics for walleye fishing. And, you know, we've seen it over and over. Like a couple of the best presentations, you know, this season for me have been, you know, Ned rigs and drop shots. And those were, you know, two things that definitely uh, had more pull in the in the bass fishing world and in some cases were introduced uh for bass fishing despite the fact it's a totally different species and they're way easier to catch uh you know there's just a lot of innovation going on in that world so um speaking of those those things you were you you were talking about what is your favorite toy out there that is non-electronic hmm interesting yeah that's a that's an interesting question uh man i feel like open water fishing uh 
what it basically comes down to is, you know, your presentations and your electronics. And I feel like the ice fishing world, there's a million toys, uh, all different types of things, maybe just because it's so miserable and you're trying to figure out ways to make it less miserable as far as, like, <laughs> fighting the cold and, you know, trudging through snow and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't know if my brain is ready to think ice fishing yet. But, yeah, for open water, uh, man, that's – I would say one thing uh, that I've had a really fun time playing with is uh, tungsten jigs. So uh, Northland has these new tungsten jigs, and I've been playing with them uh, basically since they were kind of prototyping them before they came to market. And it's just really fun and interesting to figure out – different ways to utilize them uh just based on based on their qualities so um with tungsten like it's going to be a smaller package for the same weight um just as far as like the size of the jig itself so uh, if you're talking about like bobber fishing like a 16th ounce tungsten is a really small little jig that still falls fairly quick and gets down to the fish quickly so um like using little jigs like that um and then also just the fact that tungsten's got like really good uh transfer of of what you're feeling uh versus like lead is a little bit more uh kind of absorbent of of uh the bottom like if you're pulling across rocks or whatever so like with tungsten you have a really good feel of uh maybe if you are dragging your jig across a transition line you can feel the transition significantly better especially if you pair it with braided line uh, with the fluorocarbon leader. So, uh, I would just say tungsten in general. And I guess, uh, yeah, same, same deal with like drop shot weights and, uh, and stuff like that. So that's kind of, I don't know, something that I've kind of had fun playing with this last year. All right. Uh, yeah, I've heard a lot about tungsten and it's all been positive. Oh yeah, no doubt. So yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see you know, long-term, um, like tungsten's kind of expensive, but it, it sort of, sort of is what it is. And, you know, lead is legal in the state of Minnesota right now. So, sure. um, that's another, another factor coming down the pipe as well. So. Absolutely. Well, listen, if, uh, if we're going out fishing, um, and, and we're just looking for action and fun, uh, what should we be fishing for and what should we have in the boat? Hmm. If you're just looking to do, if you're just looking for some action, uh, I mean, it's really, really hard to beat bass fishing this time of year, honestly. Um, if you're saying, you know, I can pick the species and pick the presentation and, and any of the above, um, bass fishing, and I would find a weed line or something like that, and I would pull out a Ned rig. I definitely have one of those tied on. Um, I would also say like a jerk bait can be really awesome this time of year. Um, and yeah, what else could you use? And like a drop shot, you know, is, is a great tactic as well as far as finesse presentations just to get bites. Yeah. Um, and I would say if you're, if you're, if you have more lakes around you that aren't necessarily super bassy, um, you know, like if you were going to go fish like Bemidji or whatever, some of the lakes that, the thing is, the lakes around you guys are a little bit different than the lakes around us. Um, yeah. 
where, you know, not every lake is going to be like around us. Like every lake has a bunch of bass. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, up there, like maybe some, maybe you're in a lake where there's not quite as many of them and there's more walleyes. And if that's the case, you know, I think basically tying up a live bait rig with, with some minnows, um, and then get like some sort of glide bait, like the puppet bait, uh, puppet minnow. Um, and then after that, you know, I would say, uh, I don't know, maybe have like a drop shot tied on or something too, that you could either put plastics on, or you could put a, a leech or a minnow or, uh, a nightcrawler. So that would be as far as numbers and just catching stuff, I would say is kind of like the best overall plan of attack. Well, Nick, I know that not in addition to fishing and working, you, you're also, did you build a house or did you just buy a new house? Uh, well, I'm not too good with the hammer. So <laughs> I didn't build it. I didn't build it myself, but, uh, we did, uh, we did pop it up from scratch. So, um, so yeah, so it's been a really busy summer for me. Now, so, um, but yeah, we kind of moved into this house over here. It's sort of over by, off the folks nowhere like Deerwood is Aiken, mm-hmm. uh, that general area. So that's, that's where we're living now. We were living in downtown Brainerd and it's nice to get out of town. So, well, and you put you in close proximity to a lot of good lakes too. Oh yeah. That area is definitely pretty solid. No, it's, uh, it does seem like, you know, traveling out East a little bit out of town there. Uh, there's some more good lakes and we got, yeah, we got a number of them actually. It's yeah, I'm a little, a little bit closer to Mille Lacs now, um, but then, yeah, there's like Farm Island, Cedar, uh, Roosevelt, and I- Aiken, and yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of good lakes in the area, and then a bunch of smaller ones, you know, a bunch of kind of hidden, small hidden gems in that yep. general region. Oh, there are so many of those, uh, you know, in Alec and and Brainerd and Bemidji and Ottertail County. I mean, they're just dotted dotting the landscape. Oh yeah, no doubt, and yeah, so it's 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 kind of it's kind of neat. I'm excited to spend more time over in this area east of town. It seems like everything in the general area of Brainerd, and there's so many lakes, uh, but they are all so incredibly pressured. And a lot of those panfish lakes have gotten, you know, any time the panfish start to grow big, they get harvested down to size pretty quick. If you don't know where it's happening right away. Um, so, it, you know, it can be hard to find. It can be uh, difficult to find big panfish, um, and the walleyes can be tough to catch because of uh, fishing pressure. Uh, but so getting out of town, heading east a little bit, I'm excited to kind of play around in this area. I tell you, that's uh, the blessing and the curse of the uh, social media age is you can learn so much and get so much information so quickly, but then it also, you know, can uh, have that negative side effect of uh, lakes getting fished uh, out or fished a little harder than they would have been in the past oh yeah no doubt no there's a bunch of there's a bunch of factors with that i feel like uh you know more people fishing is is better so i think that's something we should all be happy with kind of no matter what it means even if you know you had a lake to yourself for the last 10 years and now there's starting to be people on there i mean as long as you're not posting about it on social media you don't have to get too mad about yourself for getting busy but uh it is what it is i mean uh i think sometimes i'll struggle with it because you know you'd like it to be quiet and be somewhere where no one's at but 
ultimately you should be you should be happy that uh, the sport grows. I think. Well, Nick, before we let you go, are you, are you ready for a fast five? As fast as we can do them. Okay, here we go. Nick Linder, fast five. Fast five. Did I start up? Question number one. In your house, dogs or cats? Oh, man. Well, we have a new house, so we don't have any animals yet because we thought that would be... We want to get our stuff in order first, but uh, we, we, we prefer dogs. Okay. Do you, do you d- just uh, pet dogs, or are they hunting dogs, too? Uh, what, what is the reason for dogs in your house? Uh, I would say pet dogs. I don't do as much hunting as I would like. I've been, I'm a little too busy fishing, usually. So, there's, you know, just, like, nice dogs that like to wag their tail and get, get pet behind the ears. Okay. Question number two. What is your favorite type of pizza and your favorite place to get it? Ah, man, that's a tough one. I, well, the type of pizza is somewhat easy for me. I would say just anything with meat, and the more meat, the better. <laughs> uh, and then the, my favorite place to get it, that's really difficult. Uh, I guess off the top of my head, if fast five here, I would say uh, probably Rafferty's, probably, at, at any of the locations around this general area. You're a lot of Rafferty's down your neck of the woods, that's for sure. Yeah, it's definitely the deal. Question number three, it's dessert time. Are you having pie or cake? Uh, I guess I would say cake. Or excuse me, pie. Okay. <laughs> yep. You have a favorite? Uh, well, I don't know if uh, key lime pie is even a pie, but I, I love key lime pie. And then, yeah, beyond that, probably like rhubarb anything with rhubarb i love rhubarb yeah rhubarb is good for sure all right question number four you got to go back in your memory banks for this one what was the first fish you ever caught and how old were you oh man i could never know that (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm sure i was real young maybe like three or something and if i had to guess i would guess i don't know like a bluegill or something maybe or uh, I don't know if my parents would have a better uh, recollection of, of that than I do, but I, I, w- I, w- I would have no way of knowing that myself. Do, do you have a specific memory of a fish you caught when you were a kid? Uh, man, I definitely remember when I was very young going out on the river and soaking suckers for muskies and being very young. Um, but you know, one of those deals where, you know, muskies are big and the baits are big and the hooks are big and, you know, you really got to jack them super hard to get good hooks in them. And like, so like maybe dad setting the hook and then handing it off to me and catching some nice muskies when I was, you know, probably not big enough to hold them yet. (laughs) Okay. Finally, question number five. What is the biggest fish you've ever caught? Hmm biggest uh it would have to be a sturgeon i would say uh so i've done i've gone up a handful of times to go up and fish uh the rainy river for sturgeon and yeah that's definitely the biggest and that's probably i don't know maybe like high 60 inches or something um they get them a little bit bigger up there for sure but i haven't spent enough time to 
you know, process through enough fish to get, like, some of those super giants. Um, Nick, if people want to see your stuff, uh, where, where's the best place to see it? Uh, so my stuff is basically, you know, I like to make a lot of video content related to fishing, like 90-something percent educational content. Uh, and, yeah, if you want to find any of it, I would say, you know, I make a bunch of stuff for uh, Northland's YouTube channel. So Northland Tackle, uh, you can find a bunch of it there. And then I also make uh, a bunch of stuff on my personal YouTube channel as well. Uh, And so that's just Nick Linder if you just type that into YouTube. All right. He's Nick Linder joining us today on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Nick, great to have you on the show again today. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. It's It's always a blast. Hey, before we wrap it up today, just a comment to our listeners and our radio brethren at B93.3 in Brainerd. Uh, Before there was Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, there was Brainerd Outdoors. That was done by a guy named Brian Moon. And I knew Brian a little bit, not a whole lot, but every interaction I had with Brian was nothing but positive. And everything I've seen from everybody who worked with him on Brainerd Outdoors and other things, same thing. But as many of you may have heard, Brian recently passed away. So I just wanted to take a moment and bring that up because Brian, uh, of course, got the outdoor programming started in the Brainerd area and was a wonderful man. So rest in peace, Brian Moon. That'll do it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you so much for being here. We'll do it all again next week. Oh, boy, yeah. Country. Country.